Life is messy, our minds are messy, success is blinking messy. Join me, Charlotte Hopkins, on the Gloriously Messy Me podcast, where I'm opening up hearts, minds, and souls to navigate life's unique messiness. Exploring identity, culture, belonging, and success, I, along with some phenomenal special guests, will be sharing my own experiences, as well as impactful theories and top tips on how I help people unleash their incredible potential to take courageous action and build a life that they love. Okay, let's get on to today's episode. So I am quite a few episodes in now to the Gloriously Messy Me podcast, and I wanted to share from the scar, not the wound. (laughs) And I say that with a pinch of salt because I want to talk to you today about nervousness and in particular how we can deal with it whilst we're dealing with those feelings of Oh, excitement, anxiety, and nervousness, and how we can really help ourselves feel really better. Um, so it's probably fair to say that everybody experiences nervousness at one time or another. And oh, we all know that familiar feeling where the adrenaline pumps and our body starts to get those sweaty palms. We get maybe the the kind of tingles in our chest, we get that butterflies in the belly, you know, our heart rate's increased, we start to find ourselves pacing, fidgeting. It's basically just the body's way of dealing with stress. It's a stress response and nervousness is really, really common. And it's really, really important that we understand that there's a whole spectrum of feelings that mean that adrenaline is impacted. And what usually happens when we're feeling nervous is we get this hormonal release that essentially elicits this physiological and psychological response that is essentially just helping us to prepare to either an actual or a perceived or, and here's the key point for me, an imagined threat. And what our body is essentially doing is preparing our mind and our physical, you know, kind of vessel to either flee or to fight and in certain circumstances freeze. And most commonly it's that fight or flight response that we hear that is is what we're, we're aware of. Now, essentially what our brain is doing is preparing ourselves to be more alert to have this a, a, a kind of to have this energy and if you don't know how to manage that if you don't know how to respond when that happens it can be really really debilitating now i get nervous all the time i have been delivering training for 20 plus years And I still get nervous before I start training. And whenever I go to record a podcast episode, I have this mind gremlin that's telling me, why are you doing it? You shouldn't be doing it. Nobody's going to listen. You're talking rubbish. Who do you think you are? So my adrenaline naturally, or my nervousness, that, that stress response naturally causes me to have some of these physical um, I was going to say attributes, um, but I wouldn't say they're necessarily attributes when you want them. The last thing anybody wants is to see me sweating or to see me 
you know, not be able to get my words out. But I absolutely stumble all the time. I'm absolutely somebody who, as I've talked about in previous episodes, is a recovering perfectionist. And whilst I don't necessarily um, have anxiety that's debilitating, I definitely have this kind of low level anxiety, nervousness happen throughout my life all the time. And whilst I kind of often people who struggle with anxiety will find that it's much more long lasting and it's kind of more uncontrollable. Nervousness is a natural part of life. And having those feelings of worry or have those feelings of um, debilitation or impairment or how it can impact our function or our ability to function is very, very real. And I am not one of those people who can just fly by the seat of my pants. I have to make sure I know what I'm doing, when I'm doing it and what it it should look like in an ideal world, but also what it shouldn't look like in a, in a less than ideal world. So let me talk first off about some of the symptoms that you might experience if you have kind of more debilitating anxiety or more debilitating nervousness. So the difference really between anxiety is not only just about that long-term impact, but also it, it tends to come with much more of a physical sensation as well. So things like headaches, stomach cramps, maybe shaking or trembling, insomnia, that difficulty in concentrating, they're all things that you might see in somebody who's experiencing you know, anxiety. From a nervousness perspective and what I experience, you know, usually before I record podcasts or as I say, before I turn for training, is much more um, physically orientated. So, yes, I might get stomach cramps, but they don't tend to be completely debilitating. I tend to find that I'm back and forth the toilet um, multiple times. I get that more kind of odd sensation in my body. But more often with nervousness is I kind of find myself in my head. So yes, I've got those physical sensations. So I might get kind of more of a, a rapid heartbeat. Um, I might have some kind of fidgetiness rather than trembling and shaking. But I tend to get this mental block. I tend to find that when I put myself and I put the microphone on and I press record, what usually happens is I find myself go completely blank. And what I then start to do is overthink things. So even right now, as I'm recording this episode about nervousness, I can feel that I feel really nervous. I already know that I need to manage that to make sure that that anxiety doesn't tip in. Because when I get to that point of anxiety, what really happens is my mind goes blank. I can't really think about what I'm going to be saying next. I find myself looking all over the place, which those of you who are watching on YouTube will absolutely be able to say you can see that right now. I totally know that. I find myself out of flow. I find myself in a position where I have like a little Charlotte on my shoulder saying, come on, just stop now, turn the, the record button off because this is just hopeless. But I then have the, the Jacqueline Hyde Charlotte that then says, no, just do it. Perfectly imperfect action is the way to go. So what usually happens is these two fight on my shoulder. They've got the kind of Charlotte saying, what's the point? And the Charlotte saying, no, do it. And that just adds to this real uncomfortable situation. 
And essentially what's happening is, is I'm reminding myself that yes, nervousness is normal. Yes, it can be really helpful, but actually what's the point in doing it? Why are you even bothering? Yes, but you're gonna grow and you're going to develop and you know somebody's gonna take something from it. So when we look at what nervousness does, the debilitating part of it is really, really challenging. And sometimes I really, really struggle with it. That although I can allow myself to accept that it's part of that natural process and it's a natural experience, it doesn't make it any more easy to live through. So a few weeks ago, I launched this podcast. This podcast is something that I've wanted to do for a really, really long time. If you've listened to the other episodes, you'll know that I'm naturally a talker. Those people who know me will tell you that sometimes I don't shut up. (laughs) So a podcast was absolutely the way to go. But these are the things that I've had to overcome just to get to this point. I have lots of knowledge, lots of wisdom, lots of insight that I want to share. I have lots of academic um, knowledge that I'm researching at the moment through my PhD. I have lots of professional experience from 20 years of working within you know, the addiction space. So I know lots about habits and I know lots about self-sabotage and I know lots about the mind chimps and the way that the, the, the mind monkey works. I also have a really thriving business. I've had a really successful career. I have qualifications coming out of my eel. Like it's ridiculous. I know lots. Yet that doesn't take away from the fact that when I'm sat here putting myself out there, just talking to what feels like myself, that there aren't things I have to do to make sure that when I do show up, I show up in the best way possible. Now, the podcast is called Gloriously Messy Me. And if you don't really understand why it's called that, please, please, please go back to the first episode because I kind of explain it a lot more there. But what comes with messiness often means that we need to balance that. It's all about that yin and yang. And I am somebody who talks to all of the people I work with. You have to embrace the messiness in your life. You cannot control everything that happens. You can't really control a huge percentage of things that happen because they're out of our control. But there are a few things we can do that will help you let go of that fear and accept that nervousness is part and parcel of what it is and really support you to move forward, feel forward and take action. So the first thing that I wanted to talk about is really about being prepared. And I know I've literally just said that we can't be prepared for everything. And I do 100% stand by that. But there's something about being able to predict or plan for what we can control so yes we can't control everything that's in our our kind of in our life and you know absolutely some of the people I've worked with have had more challenges thrown on their life's path that makes it really really messy but there are certain situations that we can have a bit more control over there are certain you know situations where we can prepare in advance and you know the podcast was one of those I found that being prepared was something I really, really have to have in place. I have a friend I did my teacher training um, course with, and he worked in a prison and actually still does work in a prison. And he was a teacher within there and he would just rock up on a daily basis, didn't really know what he was planning. He absolutely loved just that, you know, being in the moment and really thinking about what he was going to do and working with the group of people that he was working with. 
And I remember talking to him one day and we were talking about the fact that I like to plan. Now we worked, you know, we taught quite a lot of similar people. So, you know, I've, I've taught in prisons myself. I've taught with people who've been in, in prison. We both work with, you know, people who've got lots of really incredible lived experience. But I have to be planned. I'm not somebody who could just turn up and talk off the cuff. So I absolutely need to know what I'm going to talk about. I need to have a kind of plan and structure about what might happen. This allows me to really practice, I guess, what I'm going to say. Now, you can't always practice for training. You know, I deliver a lot of training courses where I've needed to turn up for one or two days. You can't practice that. But what I was able to do is just be prepared in those areas that might cause more of a discussion or might be a bit of a challenge. And I was able to really look at what that looked like and then get some support. So if I needed to have some support from a mentor or from a friend who also teaches, then I was able to kind of prepare for that and really think about it in time. And one of the things I do when I'm working with my people, with, with people around success and how, what success and impact and influence looks like to them is really not only visualizing what that will look like, but also visualizing what you don't want it to look like. Because when you visualize what you don't want it to look like, you're able to then put those things, those plans into action. Because very, very, very rarely does the worst visualization absolutely materialize. So by having that ability to prepare, we're much more likely to have that better vision. We're much more likely to be able to keep our, our nerves in check. It's also really important to have this positive headspace. Now, I've talked a lot about positivity and I'm a really big believer in positive psychology and looking for what's going well rather than constantly searching for the evidence of what's going right. And when we're in a nervous space, it's just our brain's way of protecting us for remember that maybe perceived or, um, you know, not even real threat. So when we put ourselves into a more positive headspace, then we're able to really think about what abilities we have. It is so easy when we're nervous to search and scan our brain for all of those memories that tell us why we shouldn't be doing something. It's really easy when we're nervous for our, our body to really get overwhelmed. So that kind of clamminess of hands can become sweatiness of hands. That kind of slight butterflies in the belly can become stomach cramps. So again, if you think about what our body is doing to protect ourselves, it's really easy for us to lose that confidence. It's really easy for us to worry about messing up. It's really easy for us then to blame our nervousness. But here's the thing, we can stay in control of our nervousness. So when we start to talk about positive self-talk and really visualizing that end outcome, it allows us to really stand tall in that messiness to really embrace that gloriously messy me and you might need to kind of hack your senses for that so it might mean putting on an uplifting song it might mean that you need to go out and smell the fresh air it might be that you need to listen to one of those really motivating youtube videos who knows you might even be listening to to this podcast because you just need to kind of remember and remind yourself what you need to do when you're in that kind of nervousness and that headspace. But really grounding yourself is a really important part of 
managing nervousness. So think about your five senses and think about what it will take to kind of keep you grounded in the moment as opposed to worrying about what might happen. Now, I'm one of those people who don't really talk to other people in the moment. Um, so I find that for me, talking to people often elevates. I'm quite a closed book in many ways. And I'm not somebody who tends to share my feelings when I'm in a space of vulnerability and discomfort. Now, everybody is completely different. So it's got to be what works for you. But I find that I have to kind of give myself a self-talk. So there's a couple of ways I want to talk to you about this. One, the first and the most easy way is to talk to somebody you know, love and respect. So that could be your mum, your best friend. It could be a, a colleague. It could be just somebody that you trust. Somebody that will allow you to say, you know, open up and say how you're feeling and just is going to be that person who's going to put things into perspective. There's nothing worse than going to somebody who's a Debbie Downer, who is going to go, oh, I don't know how you stand on stage. I don't know how you deliver training. I don't know how you do whatever it is that you want to do. Because what that's going to do is reinforce that nervousness. So you have to find people for the right circumstances. Now, I'm known amongst my friendship group of being the person who's less likely to be there in a crisis. I'm really that person who often helps you look forward, look in the future. I'm very much a, you know, glass half full, but you can refill it kind of a character. So if, if somebody wants to kind of just feel those moments of sadness or nervousness or, you know, maybe low mood, I'm usually that annoying friend who's constantly saying, come on, let's do something about it. And I'm not about positive toxicity at all. We have to absolutely feel those emotions in our heart and our soul. But often we stay too long in our head. And I am that person who will try and pull you out of that headspace. Because when we can connect that, that body, usually we're able to really log make logical sense of those feelings. And when we look at the way that adrenaline works in the system, when we start to think about anxiety and nervousness and worry, we can then start to think about excitement and joy and, you know, elation. So we start to balance those feelings, but fundamentally our hormones are our hormones are our hormones. So we're going to have a lot of the same physiological effect. So by pulling ourselves out of our head and really understanding what those symptoms look like, then we're able to reframe that. So I often find that people will only come to me when they're ready to kind of move forward or talk about how they were feeling. Um, and I completely own that. That is, you know, that is just who I am. For me, when I'm in that moment, I have to talk to myself and I talk to my future self. <laughs> And I do this in various different ways. And I have a visualization where I talk to my future self on the beach, <clears throat> have a meditation that goes along with that so that I can kind of find her, but also in moments of stress. So before I record um, a podcast episode in those moments of stress, I have to kind of look to myself and go, you can do this. So that nervousness is a really important part of what we do. It's also making sure that we don't allow ourselves to be distracted and pull ourselves back from that. 
And then finally, I look at ways of coping with stress. So I really look at that, how I can kind of relax my body. So as I say, if you're not really sure whether this is nervousness, excitement, um, joy, or elation, if you're really not sure what those feelings are, because your body is just taken over, then one of the things you have to be able to do is learn to relax. And there's multiple ways that you can do this. I've taken up meditation, I've taken up yoga, Oh, occasionally I exercise. I love weight weight training. Um, but it could be things like aromatherapy or spending time with a pet or listen to music. It really is very much about how you know you can manage that nervousness. So when we look at, you know, how nervousness impacts our lives, we have to really accept that it's a perfectly natural response to usually a new experience or a situation that's absolutely outside of our comfort zone even though I love to talk even though I've been on stage and presented in front of two to three four hundred people even though I deliver training even though I speak to people even though I'm an extrovert even though I have no issues in going hello I'm here in a room I still get nervous and when you're outside of your comfort zone like recording a podcast for example you have to remember that that discomfort is temporary and that you'll feel so much better once that that kind of cause of your nervousness is over. So by working on all of those tips to really overcome that nervousness and that anxiety, it will allow you not only to create new memories in your brain. So the more episodes I record, the less anxious and nervous I feel. It's not gone away but we're probably, I've probably recorded about 10 to 15 episodes and already I feel less nervous. So when we prepare for situations that take us out of our comfort zone, when we're able to reframe it and showcase that actually this is about growth, this is about excitement, this is about building new experiences. And when we can then relax and calm the physical sensations of what nervousness does, we're able to absolutely thrive in a way that is totally new to us. So my call to action for this podcast episode is for you to really think about times where you felt really anxious or really nervous, but you've still dealt with that situation. You've still allowed yourself to go out of your comfort zone. You've still been able to push forward. I want you to think about what worked for you. What were the things that you did that were really helpful? And then think about the things that maybe you want to achieve or you want to take um, forward. And then think about how you can use those strategies, use that plan to propel yourself forward and take those small, maybe big, but certainly for the short term, those small steps to get to that big goal. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you found this really useful. Um, I absolutely needed those strategies. It was something that I needed to take take and embed into my life. And I still experience anxiety. I still experience nervousness. But if I can overcome it, I can promise you, so can you.